the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the Word? Praise Him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I really hope is being a blessing to you. That's called recovery and restoration. Something God tells us in his word that he's willing to do for every child of God, including me and you. In Joel chapter 2, God said that he'll restore everything that the devil has stolen from us. That's something that I know will be a blessing to all of us. That's why I'm excited to share a little more today about what the Bible has to say about the recovery and restoration that God wants to cause to come our way so all of us can be blessed by God bringing recovery and restoration our way. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. So we're in Ruth chapter 2 again. We're in Ruth chapter 2 again. Verse 2, and, 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 and Ruth, the Moabitess, the broke widow, Childless Moabitess said unto Naomi, let me now go to the field and glean ears of corn after him in whose sight I should, I shall find grace. We've got to speak it in faith. She, she said unto her, go my daughter. And she went and came and gleaned in the fields after the reapers and her, and her hap, which means that by chance and her hap was to light on the part of the field belonging unto Boaz, who was the kindred of Elimelech. Now, out of this entire country, she ended up in the one man's place who has the potential to be her kinsman redeemer, although she don't even know nothing about this. But look at the Lord guiding a good man's step. The Bible says those good man's steps are ordered of the Lord. And he sent them to the exact place that she need to be at the exact time she need to be there in order to be able to cause her name to be restored. Watch what happens. And behold, which means check it out. Boaz came from Bethlehem and said unto the reapers, the Lord be with you. And they answered him, the Lord bless thee. Then said Boaz unto his servants that was sent over the reap, that was set over the reapers. Whose damsel is this? Was he saw her. That don't mean she was the only female out there reaping. Because there was widows all over Israel. There was people who was broke all over Israel. But she out there reaping. I mean, not like, you know, got her hair all combed and lips all painted and stuff like that. I ain't talking about nothing like that. She just out there reaping, sweating. This is Israel now. Whose damn blues is this? Watch this. And the servant that was over the reapers answered and said, It is the Moabitess damsel that came back with Naomi. Stop now. She's starting to get in. She got an identity now. It's the Moabitess damsel that came back with Naomi out of the country of Moab. And she said, I pray you, 
Let me glean and gather after the reapers among the sheaves. So she came and hath continued even from the morning until now that she tarried a little in that she tarried a little in the house. So Boaz asked about who, who is this girl right here? And the steward over Boaz's field testified of Ruth's reputation. That's both the reputation that he heard of her and the reputation that she earned while he watched her himself. Now, there's other translations which clarify this statement that he made here that says that, that she tarried a, little, uh, tarried a little in the house. That'll help you understand what kind of person Ruth was. The Bible in basic angels, it renders verse 7 this way. It says, and she said to me, let me come into the grain field and take up the grain after the cutters. So she came and has been here from morning till now without resting. Even for a minute, without resting, even for a minute. Now, why would he say that? It's because he's so used to people coming and getting a little bit, leaving. Coming and get enough just for themselves and leaving. But this woman, he said he watched her work hard and long and didn't even bother to take a break and just kept working out there in that sun. The Revised Standard Version, it renders it this way. It says, she said, pray, let me glean and gather among the sheaves after the reapers. So she came and she was continued from early morning until now. Not just morning, early morning. This is like before the, the, the cock-a-doodle-doo, the rooster do it. You know, he, for, even before the rooster get up. Early morning until now. Without resting even for a moment. Verse 8. Because of the report that he got from a person that he trusts, who was his steward over all his fields, then Boaz said, verse 8, unto Ruth, Hearest thou not, my daughter? Go not to glean in another field, neither go from hence, but abide here fast by my maidens. Let thine eyes be on the field that they do reap, and go thou after them. Have I not charged the young men that they shall not touch thee? And when thou art athirst, go unto the vessels and drink of that which the young men have drawn. Now, what, what he's saying is, is that the people he pays to go out and do the work, he provides them water. The people who come to clean, he don't supposed to provide them nothing. They get what they get and then God, they go, go about their business. But he said, baby... This is what I want you to do. I want you to literally follow behind the women who are doing gleaning that I pay. If they drop something, you can have it. They weren't supposed to touch that. But she said, but you, your faithfulness and your commitment, we're going to find out later to your mother-in-law, is starting to win you favor with me. Because your faithfulness will win you some favor. Cause your name to start be getting good. And if you thirsty, baby, don't, you ain't got to go home. Just go tell one of the men, draw you some water. Not get it out of theirs. Tell them I said, draw you some water. Everybody say, ooh, we got something going on. We about to get something going on up in here, praise God. We about to get something going on. I love the Lord. Her reputation of being a hard worker was part of the reason why she started receiving this favor from Boaz. But her making good, making God her God and holding 
onto God's ways of doing things was the main reason for her beginning to receive this favor. Because remember, if your ways please God, God will even make your enemies to be at peace with you. Keep your finger here. Go over to 1 Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3. We'll see that good comes to the followers of good. That when you do good, good comes your way. 1 Peter chapter 3, begin reading in verse 10. For he that loveth life, he that will love life and see good days. And then he begin to give a list of things that you need to do if you want to have a good life and see good days. He said, let him refrain his tongue from evil and his lips that they speak no guile. Let him excuse evil and do good. Let him speak peace and ensue it. Well, why? For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against against them that do evil. Wait a minute. What, what book are we reading out of? First Peter. What testament is this? What dispensation is this? Who's he writing to? Believers. Why would you tell me that you're, that you're against those that do evil? Because he is. And he's trying to tell his believers, if you want a good life and, and you want good to happen to you, don't do nothing stupid. Now, she's one of the righteous now because she's been a proselyte of the Jewish religion. And his ears are open unto their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. And who is he that will harm you if ye be followers of that which is good? Hmm? Now, that's just not talking about a person harming you. No situation is going to harm you if you do good. Why? Because God looks out over the people who do good. You do good, God said, I got you covered. Don't worry about nothing. I got you covered. Amen. Because God is like that. Turn to 1 Timothy chapter 5, please. We're in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 4, please. But if a widow have children or nephews, let them learn first to show pity at home and requite their parents. For that is good and acceptable for God. Well, that's what Ruth was doing. She treated Naomi as it was her mother. And her mother was a widow. So she went out to do good for her and be able to take good care of her. And that's good in God's sight and acceptable in God's sight. Let me read it out of the Bible in basic English. It renders verse 4 this way. It says, but if a widow has children or children's children, this is my grandchildren, lo, these see that it is right to take care of their family and their fathers and mothers. For this is pleasing in the eyes of God. So that's what she's doing. She's taking care of her mother. So if it's pleasing in God's sight, God said, I'm going to make sure that everything works out well for you. Because remember, the Bible says, whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. Well, Ruth found favor with God because of how she treated her mother-in-law, Naomi. Go back to Ruth chapter 2, please. She saw, found favor with God because of that. That's why she was finding favor with Boaz. Because remember, the hearts of the kings is in his hand. And just like the river of the water, he'll turn them into which way he want. Verse 10. After he found out that she was going to let him drink from the water pot and, 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 and threaten anybody to touch or get anywhere near. Verse 10 says, then she fell on her face and bowed herself to the ground and said unto him, why have I found grace in thine eyes that thou shouldest take knowledge of me, saying I am a stranger? She knew who she was. And Boaz answered and said unto her, babe, it, it, <laughs> excuse me, that's the east side. 
That's the East Side Detroit version. My bad. I, I, I shifted. Oh, I keep it King James. And Boaz answered and said unto her, It hath fully been shown to me all that thou hast done unto thy mother-in-law since the death of thine husband, and how thou hast left thy father and thy mother and the land of thy nativity, and art come unto a people which thou knowest not hereto. The Lord recompense thy work, and a full reward be given thee of the Lord God of Israel, under whose wings thou art come to trust. So we find out that her reputation had already gone before her. That more was told to, to, to Boaz about who she was too by that person that was uh, the steward over his field. Told her about her reputation, how she walked away from her people, walked away from her own mother and father, walked away from all them in order to come and follow Naomi, take care of Naomi, and found out how she had given her life to the Lord. And he said, well, the Lord's about to recompense you for what you do. The Lord will recompense their work. That means payback and give them a full reward. Boaz stated what what any man or woman of God knows that God's going to do to Ruth as a result of her demonstrating commitment and her demonstrated faithfulness to her mother-in-law, Naomi, or anybody else as a result of their demonstrated commitment and demonstrated faithfulness to whoever they serve, whoever you serve, that if you serve the way that she was serving, Demonstrating your faithfulness and your commitment, God said, I will recompense your work. I'm going to pay you back for everything you do. Because remember, the Bible says, do all things as unto God, not as unto man, but I serve as knowing that he's the one that's going to reward you. Spiritually, Ruth found favor with God because of her demonstrated commitment and faithfulness to him and her mother-in-law and what she did. But in the natural, Ruth found favor with Boaz because of what he heard of her her name, her reputation, and eventually what he saw her do himself. He watched her do it himself. Yeah, he did. Because Boaz got to see that Ruth was a hard worker, consistent in her commitment and her faithfulness. Now, remember, we got a day in time when he saw and met her on that day. Let's go to verse 20, please, of chapter 2. Verse 20. It says, And Naomi said to her her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he of the Lord, who have left off his kindred to the living and to the dead. And Naomi said unto her, The man is near of kinsmen unto us, one of our kinsmen redeemer. And Ruth, the Moabitess, said, He said unto me also, Thou shalt keep fast by my young men until they have ended all my harvest. And Naomi said unto Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that thou go out with his maidens, that they meet thee not in any other field. So she kept fast by the maidens of Boaz to glean, notice this, unto the end of the barley harvest and of harvest of wheat harvest and dwelt with her mother-in-law. Now notice, she kept fast by the maidens of Boaz to glean unto the end of the barley harvest. When she showed up, it was at the beginning of the barley harvest. She had kept fast all the way through the end of the barley harvest, which means she showed up day after day after day after day to be able to do what it is that she needed to do, demonstrating commitment and faithfulness. She didn't just, it wasn't a one-time thing. I'm teaching right now. I don't know whether y'all are hearing me. She demonstrated commitment and faithfulness 
in such a way where it was not a one-time thing. She was consistent in her commitment and consistent in her faithfulness. Can I tell you where a lot of people go wrong? They don't stay consistent in their faithfulness and consistent in their thing. Because this, this wasn't an overnight thing. She watched her for a while, which is what leaders do and what God does. Watch you for a while. And she stayed consistent to the end of the barley harvest and of the wheat harvest. So there's another harvest that comes out after that. She's going out there then and still gleaning too. And he's sitting there watching her the whole time with her fine self and her faithful self. He's saying, okay, I see you. I see you. Why? Because anybody can hold up a mask for a minute too. But come on, singles, what do I teach you? Time is your ally. Watch a person over time to find out what they really are. If they stay consistent over time, they the real deal. Otherwise, they was good at faking. Because just like they'll show you their consistency, they'll show you their inconsistency. Does that make sense to anybody up in here? Girlfriend was consistent. She kept fast the, the gleaning and dwelling with her mother-in-law. That, for, that phrase kept fast means to cling or adhere to. To cling or adhere to. In other words, she stuck to it. Here's where people go wrong. They don't stick to being faithful. They don't stick to being committed. They do it for a little while and then stop it after a little while. Pick it back up after a little while and then stop it after a little while. But that wasn't Ruth. Ruth stuck to it. In fact, Ruth was a submissive person also, willing to be obedient. We're in Ruth chapter 3, verse 5. And she, that's Naomi, said unto her, all that thou sayest unto me. No, and this is what Ruth said to Naomi when Naomi told her what to go do. And she said unto her, all that thou sayest unto me, I will do. And she went down to the floor and did according to all that her mother-in-law bade her. Remember, God's watching this whole thing. God's watching this whole thing. And he's watching that whatever the person she was submitted to told her to do, she did. And she did all of what they said to do. Didn't change it, alter it, modify it to what you felt like at that time. But they did what they were asked to do. Somebody said that's big. She did it without argument. She did it without hesitation. And because of that, we see a blessing manifestation. Go down to verse 11. It, re- it reads, And now, my daughter, fear not. I will do to thee all that thou requirest. For all the city of my people doth know that thou art a virtuous woman. Now, he's about to say, he's telling her, I'm, I'm going to marry you. I'm going to be your kinsman redeemer. But look what in the things that he says about her as to why he's willing to do so. Because all the city knows about you. Y'all don't understand a reputation is like a, 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 a brush fire. It will spread fastly, good or bad. A reputation is like a brush fire. And not, when, remember when she first came into the city, nobody even knew her. They didn't say nothing about her. Now she done been faithful. She been committed to her mother-in-law. She been committed and faithful to doing what it is that she was committed to do to God, doing it the way God wanted her to do. Now the entire city knows who she is. And and she's known as a faithful individual. She's faithful to her mother-in-law. She's faithful to her service of her mother-in-law. And she's faithful to whatever she sets her hands to do, which is a wonderful reputation. And at that point, Boaz decided he going to hook up with her. Turn to Ruth chapter 4, verse 9. It says, And Boaz said unto the elders and unto all the people, Ye are witnesses this day that I have brought all that was Imelech's and all that was Chilion's and Malon's and of the hand of Naomi. Moreover, Ruth the Moabitess, the wife of Malon, have I purchased to be my wife 
to raise up the name of the dead upon his inheritance that the name of the dead be not cut off from among his brethren and from the gate of his place ye are witnesses this day and all the people that were in the gate and the elders said listen to this we are witnesses the Lord make the woman that is come into thine house like Rachel and like Leah which too did build the house of Israel and do thou worthily in Ephrathah and, the fam- and be famous in Bethlehem and let thy house be like the house of Perez whom Tamar bare unto Judah and the seed which the Lord shall give thee of this young woman. The what did you going to give you? The seed. This woman's reputation has now got not only everybody speaking well of her, they're now speaking well over her and they like prophesying over their entire family and they speaking blessings into their house now. I'm, I'm not making this clear enough. That your faithfulness and your commitments to be able to stay that way like you're supposed to will cause people to, instead of speaking negative about you, will be in agreement with the blessing that's about to happen to you and start speaking a blessing over your life too. Can you imagine in an entire city, all the people at the gate is starting to speak blessings in your life? And said, I want to, may your house be like uh, my man's house, whereas Rachel and Leah dropped all kind of kids for him. Before that, she didn't have none. Ten years. Right after she hooked up with Boaz, she started having children. Why? Because she's aligned with God, doing what God said do. God restored her name, restored Naomi's name, restored Maitland's name, Chilion's name, Elimelech's name. He began to start restoring name after name after name because of one person getting their name restored. Whether you know it or not, you in the way of other people getting their names restored. The other people's name get restored too. To the point that not only did she have her next child, which was named by the people, praise God, Obed-Edom, who ended up being Jesse's father. Jesse was David's father. Keep going down the lineage. You run into this guy named Jesus Christ. Who has her faithfulness running through his veins. And his consistency running through his veins. Does that make sense up in here? Look what begins to happen as a result of one person deciding to line up with God. And do what they said do. Somebody's name that was toe up from the flow up. And they wasn't going up. Next thing you know, they the great, 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 great grandmama of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Somebody that's setting folk free all over the place. But it started with what she was doing and how she lived her life out. What's going to happen once you start living your life like God wants you to? When the word goes out about your faithfulness and your consistency in doing what God wants you to do. There might be some world changes that come from you. At the very least, your name will be restored. To the point where she walked into the city, nobody knew her. She wasn't nothing. By the time that she 
set up camp in the city. She's now married to the richest man in the entire city. She got, I mean, talking about bachelor. She got the best bachelor that exists. Now she got a name that she didn't have before. She got a reputation she didn't have before. She got riches and honor and everything that comes along with it. And she was able to cause other people to be blessed too. Same thing with you. That if you just line up with God like God wants you to do, you'll find out that all this stuff is waiting on you too. Because God didn't put it in scripture so it can be a good story. God put it in scripture so that you can get the faith to be able to do the same thing too. So that God can be able to use you for the great things that he plans to do. We'll stop right there for today. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed with what the word of God had to say. I hope that I'm making it clear that God, your father, wants to bring recovery and restoration near to all of us who have an ear to hear and a heart to believe. I hope even more that you're becoming inspired to let God be who he is and let him do what he does in your life. That is, be a God who restores everything that was stolen and or lost in your life. He's willing and wanting to do it. So let's let God do it. Let's let God bring recovery and restoration to us. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassley Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. If you're in or visiting San Antonio, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. And don't forget, if you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. That'll pick you up at home and then drop you off at home after the service. Just call the church office and arrange a ride if you need a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.